for those just starting out, to those who built their reputation. In the detail industry, navigating the course is a daily grind. This is Play by Play with industry professionals tackling topics and offering tips to help improve your game plan. Now, here's your Play by Play. What's going on, everybody? All right, so as you can tell, things look a little bit different. I'm actually traveling up to our buddy's uh, IGL training facility uh, to speak at a training and um, to uh, join in with those guys. But uh, but we still got the show must go on, right, Ryan? Absolutely, man. And we're going to be diving into the MVP pool for the next batch of guests. Today we got on Kalen Mueller. And uh, he's out of Fort Myers, man. He's going to keep us uh, posted as to what's going on down there. You know, they got hit by the hurricane. So we're going to hear how things have been going for him. Yeah, you know, and it's always exciting bringing our users on, uh, you know, and and doing this uh, one-on-one time. You know, you get to speak to them all the time. But um, it's it's fun to get to interview these guys, see how the software's, you know, impacted their business and just see how things are going. Oh, no, absolutely, man. And I've been talking to them on and off throughout, you know, really before, during, and after. And um, they got hit pretty bad by the storm. So uh, he's definitely going to catch us up on what's going on there. But um, sure. Uh, so in addition to that, we're not going to be, you know, it's we're also going to have some fun. We're going to be doing our hack of the hack, our hacker hack today. And so uh, maybe you guys will be able to guess the hack. I know uh, I'm excited for it. What about you guys? So. Yeah, I'm super excited. Do we are we gonna have the answer this time, or are we still just guessing? No, we're gonna guess, man. I think that's where it's at. That's definitely okay. a lot more fun. You know, that's made it a lot more fun. And uh, Chris is always getting even more creative with his videos, so I love it. I don't know. Last week it was pretty much a big failure, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, so, so the an- yeah, the answer to the hack. Um, oh, what was it? He told me when I uh, got polished. Off. They say put some. Is polish on the steering wheel? I can't. Wheel? Or, I can't. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, oh, oh, no. I, yes, I can. It was compound. Um, it was compound in the polish. He had mixed oh, compound right. into the polish to give the polish a little more bite. Uh, so it's a little, it's a, it's a hack uh, that we do all the time or uh, when necessary. And we literally mix a little bit of compound in our polish, give it a little bit more bite, and uh, it helps uh, polish out some stubborn metal right <laughs> that's right hey man well it worked i think today's gonna be a fun one as well um we were talking about uh we've been talking about this all week but you know uh speaking with caden it's really talking about adversity in business right okay you know a little bit about that right yeah uh, yeah yeah we have and and you know adversity uh happens obviously most of the time it's unexpected you you know it's hard to plan for these things um but you know they come along in business and you've got to be prepared for them and uh we've experienced some of that i mean obviously we had a a shop fire um where our shop had burned to the ground right before the day before a big event that we were having our fall festival um and you know and and lost everything in the shop tools forklift um a a load of pumpkins that we had for the uh fall festival and you know it's like you, you know you just gotta pick up the pieces and move on we parked a big camper out in front of the shop and continued on with the festival the next day um as hard as that camp- was we still did it yeah the, the camper just to block out the fire damage yeah yeah absolutely okay. yeah. yeah well and it, it, it blocked yeah it blocked out the um the visual so you couldn't see where our shop had burned so we parked it out in front we actually set the dj that was up on the front porch of that camper. that camper was mine and it had this front porch that laid out and um and we put him up on stay like that porch area on my mm-hmm. camper and so we just made it a part of the show but nobody could see the burn the the bur- burned shot behind him but that's what you do right you just right. You have to solve problems and you don't ever know um you know big or small when they're coming you know we've also had hurricane um uh issues before where we've received you know where we've had damage one time we had our buildings blow out into the street behind us and tear down our fence and you know, we uh, all of us uh, we had detail crew meet there that the day of the hurricane. Hurricane came like in the middle of the night slash morning, and that afternoon we were there cleaning up all the debris and and patching the fence in and, and back to business because you can't you can't you know control these things. All you can do is control how you react afterwards. That's right. No problems, only solutions. Uh, you got it right, JT. Yeah, um, that's a good friend of mine down in 
Gulf Shores, JT. So, yeah, so, but, you know, like, adversity makes you stronger. And, and you know, I know that the, uh, the, the guys and girls down in Florida are going to come back stronger than ever, but it's just an opportunity for that. It's an opportunity to build back better. It's an opportunity to do things you would have done differently that you wouldn't otherwise. I mean, like, we, we would never have the shop that we're in now, I don't think, had we not had the shop fire. Um, and it wasn't because of insurance. We, you know, we had minimal coverage because it was an old shop. So we didn't actually have like insurance on that building. It was just a wood building. And, uh, we did have some contents coverage. So for like our tools, but, um, but we were able to build back, you know, with a little bit of time and now look at our shop, you know, <laughs> I like that build back better. That's a good, I like that. It sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 buddy, you know who would know about this? I think this is going to be a good reality check because Caden has been there, I mean, in Fort Myers from the very beginning, and, and it, the kids have been struggling. So, you know, I'm definitely excited to get him on in here, what he's got to say. Yeah, yeah. It let's might go be ahead more of a reality him. check. You know, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and bring him on. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Hey, can you guys hear me? Sure can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loud and clear. How's it going, Caden? Um, not, not too bad. I, I think the best way, and I listened to you guys' intro, I think the best way possible to get a great explanation is to tell you guys where I came from. I think that's uh -huh. the, the best possible way to get, especially you guys as viewers, to kind of get a good understanding of, you know, where I came from in this whole mix. Um, so I'll give you guys a little backing on myself. Inter hey, we'll introduce yourself. Exactly. Let's get your name and your business first. Come Perfect. on, introduce yourself. My name is Caden Mueller. Um, I am 19 years old and I started a detailing company here in Southwest Florida um, my junior year of high school. Um, after, starting, after starting the company, um, I it was kind of something that I was doing in the backyard and neighbor's house and da 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 da. Um, I, I really did not know if it was something that I wanted to continue to do to make it worth a while. Um, you know, within my junior year concluding, I, I really enjoyed doing what I was doing. And I, I figured I'd continue to make it as legal as possible, set up a website and then, you know, get a crew together that knows what the hell they're doing. I think that was the best approach possible I could take with the availability I had, had with my time being in school from nine o'clock to, to two thirty every day. Um, so I did exactly that. Um, I went through my entire senior year of high school running the company. Um, I, you know, I wasn't sitting in class doing anything productive besides being on my computer, answering emails and scheduling appointments for clients. Uh, but I, I had an absolute blast doing it. If anything, it helped make my senior year my senior year. Um, right. On top of that, as soon as I graduated my senior year of high school, I had a company and I, I, there was nothing to beat that. I, I had a company. It was the best part. Um, I, I took it and I ran with it as soon as I graduated. Um, obviously, nobody planned for six months after that happening. Um, to be slammed with a, a Cat 5 hurricane, uh, it, it's definitely been the, the biggest scare in the company's existence. I would have to say that, you know. Let's, um, hold on, so hold on. Six let's months. back up. Uh, yeah, I wanna, hang on, I want to back up. I want to speak to a couple things real quick. So you mentioned yeah, your age, and, and I'm an, I'm extremely impressed by that. And I think our viewing audience will. You you carry yourself well, mature. you got a great business. But let's back up to when you were in high school, and we'll get to the rest of the show in just a minute. Okay. But um, I had some experience. They're my employees. Uh, I had some uh, experience with the same thing. And, you know, one thing, so I started my first business at 14 and, um, you know, a couple of things that I remember one, it was really easy to hire people because I was hiring my buddies from school and they didn't have a job. They didn't have nothing to do. So like, um, you know, you, you're hiring, like you had like a very easy pool to hire from, um, you know, and then second was um, one thing that I remember specifically was that I didn't get voted most likely to succeed. And you know how they do the vote things? Yeah. And it really pissed me off because I felt like I'd owned, I was owning a business. I was already in college at night and, you know, during high school and they didn't vote me in. So I kind of held that as like a, a thing that like it's I've always kind of held that in the back of my mind as I thought I should have been voted. I know the guy that got voted most likely. I was going to say. And, I'm, and I'm way out. Okay, good, good. Yeah, that's all I needed yeah. to know. <laughs> if but you said he's like a state senator or something, I would have been like, oh, you know, but no. So you you got him. If he was, I would go, I'd run for president. Uh, right. <laughs> and I guess always got to be one up, you know? Right. <laughs> no, great. so, but yeah, now just speaking to that, I mean, it's a different dynamic coming through high school and running this business. And I think you say it at best, like, I wanted to get this thing legit. I wanted to lean into it and do it. It just shows your maturity level. And I think that, you know, it, it says a lot about you. Well, you know, I, I can't fail to not, I, I, I have to mention the fact that, you know, I, I came from a family 
full of entrepreneurs. Okay, so my, my father, um, let alone the rest of my family members, he he owns and operates just about six companies here in Southwest Florida as well. And um, with with watching him do business for the time I did, it definitely made a difference on me and the view sure. of, of life in general because it, it it taught me not to you know be so vulnerable to go work for someone else. Um, and that was something I didn't want to do. I never wanted to be told what to do by someone else. Okay. And not trying to sound cocky, but, um, I always wanted to be in charge of my own income and, you know, my success. So, sure. you know, I got it for months and months and months. Um, you know, your dad helped to do that. Your dad helped to do that. Uh, um, but you know, the truth is it took me $500 to start this company. It sure. took me $500 to start this company. Um, That's it's gonna hurt you, Dustin. Whenever he talks about back in the day, like he did, he back in the day me one time when we were in the conversation. I was like, I couldn't have been, but last week, bro. Yeah, like, you, know, was that? <laughs> you know, you 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 talked about you know it's not about like you didn't want to work for somebody else, and I think that drive comes from just wanting to control your own destiny, and you know, like working for someone else it seems easier to me, but I always wanted to control my destiny. I wanted to like be able to build something and not be held back by any restrictions. And I th think that that's where that entrepreneurial side goes. It's not like a, I don't want to be told what to do because I'm told what to do every day. I work for all of my employees and, and I'm told what I need to do on a daily basis. Yeah. Okay. So, and, 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 and our customers and, you know, anybody else that we service like those that, you know, they control, but we're not tied down by that. We're not anchored um, or restricted by, you know, somebody's, ceiling um we, we can control that destiny and that's something i try to implement into our business where I, my employees don't feel that way either I, I want you to feel limitless um just like i do but um but yeah yeah keep keep going i just wanted yeah, to interject there the you know, just to kind of feed off what you just said um you know it, it it's again it, it was a huge a huge role was played with with my family growing up in entrepreneurship um but you know the other thing was is that I never, I took the advice I can get from my parents, but I never took, you know, any, any finances or any, any physical, anything physical. I never took, I never took, sure. I just took the advice because that, that set me back in the mindset of, okay, this is not mine if I'm using someone else's, um, mm -hmm. you know, and my dad really, again, not, no help at all whatsoever. Just the advice and listening to people has got mm -hmm. me so much further than I have ever anticipated it to. Um, you know, my mom, huge, huge help as well. Um, but again, this is just all just talking, just good advice, uh, good leadership and, and growing up in a family that has really honestly pushed me in the right direction. Uh, you know, honestly, that's where that's worth way more than money. You know, that 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 support and that um, the resource of having that versus them giving you a thousand dollars. If you give you a thousand dollars and no advice, you just blow the thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Like you don't you don't use it. You don't get it. But if they if you don't have the money, but you have the advice and the and the coaching and the you know, that that guidance, then then the, the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. No, I, without a doubt. And, um, you know, the, the other thing is that. When, after starting the company, um, I, I, I had a really, really hard time with high school. And just to back up on your comment of, you know, who's going to succeed, um, I was the, the kid in my class. That I, I went to a private high school and it was very, you know, there was only so many people in it. it there wasn't, you know, 1,000, 2,000 students. In my class, I had probably just around 150 students. And I, I was known as the, you know, the businessman, the entrepreneur, um, you know, X, Y, and Z. And... That I didn't like the ego. I didn't because it made me it made me get a little cocky. So I always uh, you know swerved away from it a little bit. But you know, after high school again, I had this I had this company. I had a I had a grasp of an established legal company that I could do whatever the hell I wanted to do with it. So I could go left, right, up, and down, and I I would still be happy. Um, so you know, my next approach to it was you know how can I make this worth even more. How can I even make it worth more and more and more and more? That was kind of what I was trying to do. Um, obviously, summertime here is not simple for us, um, as you guys may know. Um, it's most people down here come down here during the winter time when it's you know seventy degrees, which is cold to me, and you know it's hot to the people up north. Snowbirds. <laughs> yeah, exactly, snowbirds. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to say it. Um, but you know that's all the reason. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that derogatory? Is snowbirds derogatory these days? You know, some, yeah. people, some older <laughs> people down here will take offense to it, but um, you know, oh, that man. is our main, 
that is our main source of uh, clientele. And, you know, I just to jump start into the, the big conversation we're going to have in regards to this hurricane, we're not going to see a lot of those people down here this year because right. a lot of, a lot of people on the water were greatly affected by this storm. And, you know, the one thing that I, I can't fail to mention is that in every single storm you see across the entire nation, you get these little news clips of the hardest of the hard hit areas that they specialize on that they may have one photo of boat on, on a road or something like that. Mm-hmm. What people don't realize here, and I think what the media fails to cover as much as they should, is it's not like that. It is this is a wide, wide area of destruction that took place. I mean, we're down to Naples all the way up to Ponte Gorda that has all been devastated. And when I say devastated, I'm talking if you guys know what State Road 41 is, um, anything to the west of 41 going from Naples all the way up to Ponte Gorda has been impacted some way, somehow by the storm. You know, there's wow. there's the houses here and there that you drive past and you, you look over at it and you're just like, did the house even get hit? And then there's the right. houses that, you know, don't have roofs that, mm. you know, there's people without homes. You know, I have an employee sleeping in his car. I, I'm still working on everything I could possibly do to get him out of that scenario. Um, sure. I can go on and on, but you know, the day of the storm, go ahead. Uh, well, no, 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 go ahead. The day of the storm, the day of the storm. I remember I was on the phone with Ryan and, um, you know, Ryan just asked me and, you know, I'm on the phone with Ryan, like in the middle of the house and the house is shaking and, you know, the winds are blowing at 150 miles an hour, but I couldn't miss that phone call because <laughs> I, 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 it's Ryan, right? I, oh, I got phone call from Ryan. Um, you know, ever since I got into detail bookie, which we were just about what Ryan, like 15, um, 20 days into it. Yeah, dude, we were, we were almost there. I felt we were um, ready to go. And then I was so, ready to put up my website and get uh, ready for the road show. But, um, you know, this happened and it, no one's in control of it. And yes, both show was canceled, but it was rescheduled for uh, early January. I think January 5th now. Um, but that okay. is basically what I was getting detail bookie was for it was a huge new uh, source of clientele at a boat show. I succeeded very well at last year's boat show and I wanted to I wanted to make ourselves look as best as possible and easy as possible to all of our new clients that we bring on at that show. So mm-hmm. thank God they pushed the show because there, there would be no way in hell I could possibly get the training I need um, by the time oh, that show hits through this. Uh, yeah, you know, you know how the, uh, the boat show that I own it was originated was because they canceled the boat show, uh, the mobile boat show because of COVID. And, we uh, absolutely wasn't going to take a canceled show um, and, and just not do something. So there was always a solution. You could always just start <laughs> at your own. If they didn't have that, you could just start your own. Um, hey, I want to I go ahead and talk about business. Um, how how has your business been affected by the storm uh, specifically? So prior to the storm, and um, I, I've said this so many times since it happened, because, again, I'm 19, and I my head can only go so fast for the knowledge that I have. So, you know, I, I've had to outsource to multiple different people for these answers. But um, right before the storm hit, we had had the rest of the year completely booked out. Um, we had wow. the entire month of October, November and December completely booked out um, in a very, very high dollar amount of business. Um, you know, the storm hit. And, you know, I've always been a fan of hurricanes. Um, I love it. I never, <laughs> never expected anything like this. Um, it wiped uh-huh. as soon as the storm came through. You know, I'm getting texts from clients um, every single day. Hey, I have to cancel. Hey, I have to cancel. It went about a week long where I just got cancellations after cancellations after cancellations. And I'm not going to sit there and argue with the client. You know, we can still do no. it. If the boats. You guys figure your personal situation out and then I'll come yes. back to you and I'll look how we can address uh, the situation. But, you know, I lost a lot of business. So I would say that is how it has affected me. Um, but again, me, myself. I'm fine. I have a place to stay. I have food. I have water. Um, right now I'm, I'm focusing on what I can do for other people. As soon as the storm hit, I, I got my guys all up and running. I got, I made sure every single person on my team had what they needed. And um, so we can get back up and running into business and help other people. So we actually transitioned into getting gutting homes. Um, so removing carpet, tile, hardwood, wow. and then baseboards, uh, door frames, and drywall. And wow. I had a contractor that I'm pretty close with, and I brought him on on board. And um, we were just in and out of homes. We did 25 homes in just about six to seven days. Wow, so that's incredible. So yeah, it became, 
business shift. I mean, you you uh, you have to figure it out because you have uh, you know employees that have probably have families to feed, and, and you guys have you know bills to pay. I'm sure that just steadily come in, and even if you don't specifically, you know, you can assume that other businesses like yours do have those. Uh, you're in a unique scenario where you are younger, but I know you have business expense. I'm not taking away from that, but yeah. you know, maybe you don't have everything that. A, you know, a business has been up and running five or 10 years has been, has, has, but you, you make that shift that you, you know, Hey, we don't just wave the white flag and say, close the doors are gone forever. We have to keep going. And what's that next, what does that next revenue stream look like? What does it do? And I can tell you once detailing is needed again, it's going to be needed on a large scale, not a small scale. So, you know, to be staging yourself up, maybe you build that team stronger. We go out and we clean houses or, or, or clear houses, whatever you were doing. Um, but we're building this team for when it does like, when it does come back, it's going to come back strong. And, you know, it's not the fact that you're capitalizing on somebody's, you know, bad time. These things have to be done. Like cleanup yeah. has to happen. These vehicles and boats have to be cleaned back up because, or, or else they lose value, you know. And yeah. ins- insurance is certainly going to be buying, I'm sure, a few folks some new boats. So that might be, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, you uh, say, Ryan, Ryan says a few, but wait, I mean, if I, if, if I could fly a drone on the stream right now and fly it over exactly where I'm sitting right now, I'm sitting right before the Fort Myers Beach Bridge right now in an apartment complex. Um, every single one of these apartments are, you know, they're two stories, but every single unit has a bottom story. Um, right. Every single unit was just decimated from right. the second story down. Um, there was eight feet of water in every single one of these units. Um, I, I mean, there's a sailboat sitting right in front of my truck um, in in the grass. It's, it's oh, wow pretty big sailboat there's a lot of pickup to do here there's a lot of pickup and you know the one thing that that Dustin said about my team is that you know we're detailers you know we're not we're not labor that goes into homes to gut them um we're detailers so taking my crew from taking my crew from detailing into this you know the first thing I had said to them was you know this has to be done if it's not this I have to unemploy you guys that is the last thing I'm going to do um and the first text that went out after the storm was a, a really nice paragraph that basically just said, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to keep you guys employed. That team means a lot to me, a lot to me. And everybody in my life knows that I, I treat everyone on my team like like they are one of my one of me. Um, so that was my main goal right there was to keep everyone employed and keep everybody happy and make sure they have what they need. Because I knew that without my check or the check that I write them into their account every single week that they would be struggling. That's the last thing I need. We're not talking about a no, crew of uh, 19 year olds either, right? I mean, no, I mean, I, most of my employee, actually, I don't have one employee my age. Uh, all uh, of them are a lot older than me. Um, my manager's 53. So um, that kind of gives you an idea. Yeah, families, they got families. It's not like, gotcha. you know, yeah, so I, that, I, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's incredible. Yeah, I don't know and that's exactly was, like when COVID happened and we were, can you hear me? Okay. Um, so so one thing I wanted to mention, you know, during COVID we, we had a similar kind of response to that and, and so they forced us to shut the doors on that Monday morning. I had everybody come in, like we like everybody's coming to work, okay? And we hold a meeting and I say, Listen, we're not we're not here to close down. Uh, we're going to figure this thing out. You're going to come to work every day. We're going to figure out what we can do. And we actually, our retail side of things where we sell retail clothing actually flourished because of a decision that we made to sell using our social media and then, and then deliver local free local deliver. delivery, you know? And so, so you just figure these things out and you did right by sending out a message and saying, yeah. Hey guys, don't, you know, I'm not giving up. Like we're not waving the white flag here. We're here to stay. And this is just uh, you know, this is just a bump in the road as bad as it is. And as many people as it's displaced and put out, you just take this and you have to move on. I mean, like, that's just, you know, human nature and the will. So, what I've called. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you know, that, that was one of the things, again, that being my first comment to my, my staff was, um, was a little overwhelming for them and I could tell because again, we're boat detailers. We're, we do nothing else. We detail boats. Um, you know, yes, we've adventured to get into different things within the marine industry, but my main staff are detailers. They're, that's what they're trained and they go out to do. Um, so yes, a, about four or five days after we start getting to demolition, 
you know, you could see the lack of the effort or the want to go and continue. Um, and as soon as I saw that, my phone starts ringing for details. Yep. And I just kind of tilt my head and I'm just like, there's no damn, there's no way, there's, there's no way. Um, so I, I just, I took it and I ran. I, I, did, I did not think twice. I threw my detailers back on details and they were happier than ever. Um, today actually marks week one. They've been detailing um, after since after the storm. And nice. um, they're happy. I've hired another demolition crew. So technically speaking, yes, I'm running two companies right now within one company. Yeah. Um, and it's not easy. It's extremely stressful. Um, I've had a lot of people help me out as best as possible. But, you know, my go to is you know, I've lived here for my entire life, 19 years. And I, I can't I can't continue to see this place like this. And the only thing I can do to help is put the people that I have control over to work to help make the situation better. So. That's right. That's Not kind of where I'm at right now. Um, again, my details are happy. They're back detailing. I mean, they, they really did not like the demolition, but it's not easy. It is not easy. Right. You're sitting in a, a house that is heated uh, up to like 80, 90 degrees because there's no AC. Um, there's mold. You have to wear these masks, which are a pain in the ass. Right. Um, gloves. I mean, it's, it's disgusting. It is disgusting. But again, it's the only way to bring this place back to how, how it was originally. Now, I, I definitely want to speak to this. When I called you to ask if you wanted to be on the podcast, the very first thing that you said was, yeah, I can, but I need to tell you about this family. Or, you know, the, I, and so immediately the, you were like, I've got it. I'll do it. But I also want to do a GoFundMe. So you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, the GoFundMe that you have going on and exactly what's going on there? So back last January, and um, I'm just going to say his first name just because probably legal reason. <laughs> Um, yeah. Back last January, I I got blown up in what's called the Great Loop. The Great Loop is a it's a pattern that all these boaters go in around the United States, um, and they make a big circle. And within the Great Loop community, which I'm sure both of you guys are completely aware of what it is, um, I met a guy named Gary. Okay, um, never thought that this guy would go as far as he has today. Um, but I, I serviced his boat at what was Moss Marine. I have photos and videos of that if they loaded properly. So I can present that on the podcast here. Um, after I met Gary, we, we did a simple wash and wax for him. Maybe a compound or a polish, which I, I couldn't even recall. Um, very simple, cheap service. And guy just treated me right. You know, he sat and talked to me and he gave me as, as much business advice as possible. And I respect people like that. Um, he'd call me every single month. He texts me every single month just to check on me, see how I was doing, see how business was, if I needed anything. Um, you know, a day prior to the storm, I got a text from him. Um, I hope you and your family are in a safe spot. Um, this isn't looking pretty. Uh, you know, we, we'd love to give you guys any assistance that you need because I know that you're going to be in the community as soon as you possibly can. And I respected I respected the, the effort that he showed to me more than anything. I think I don't think he knows how much I respect him. Um, I have told him multiple times, but this guy's just, he's changed a lot for me. As soon as the storm hits, he's on the phone with me and he's bringing down as much as he possibly can from Michigan. I, I believe he was coming from Michigan. Don't quote me on that. Um, the guy gets down here and as soon as, give me one second, I apologize. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as soon as he gets down here, sorry, my guy's waiting on me. Um, as soon as he gets down here, um, it was just like, what can we do? To help? I didn't said, get that. Could you try again? <laughs> I'm like all over the place. My, my serious um, So as soon as he gets down here, he, he kind of just assesses me and what I need. And, you know, I, I told Gary, I said, I don't need anything. You know, go drop it off to people that look like they need help or people that are desperate. Um, because I, I have it. I've, I've had a place to stay. I've had food, I've had water, and I've had people to be there for me. Yes, we lost our house. We, we didn't lose our house, but our house was flooded. Um, but, you know, I'm fine. I'm content. My family is content. Um, so that's not my worry. My worry is the people that are actually there are people. Right. There were people that were in more need of you, and you were happy to pass those blessings on to them. And, exactly. and, and it says a lot. Yeah. So, you know, within knowing Gary and meeting with Gary, Gary knew a buddy of his that lived in a mobile home park. And down here in Southwest Florida, you'll have a house that costs $3 million. And then right next to that, you'll have a community that's full of mobile homes. That's just how Southwest Florida works. Um, after this, you'll, you won't see that again. After this, you won't see anything like that. So, sure. you know, after, after the whole, the whole scenario went through with Gary, Gary reached out to me and gave me a good contact to a guy that needed help. 
And I went over there. I took a look at exactly what he was dealing with. And um, it was bad. It was really bad. There was no there was no roof on the mobile home. Everything in it was scratched. Um, FEMA, I believe, is going to declare a teardown, which is really upsetting because these people put everything they have into these homes so they have a place to stay. Um, the neighbor, guy's name is Randy, okay? I get a text back from, from Gary about two days later and says, hey, I need you to go meet this guy named Randy. Guy is one hell of a dude. Um, right, out, right out of the bat, I, you know, I walk into his house, same situation. He has six feet of water that came into the house, uh, maybe a little bit less, five to six feet of water. And this is probably, you know, quarter of a mile to half a mile inland. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually right behind my neighborhood. So the guy, the guy was really going through it. He put all of his money into investments in the actual real estate market in his area. And he lost both homes. He lost everything he had. Um, the guy starts to tear, tear up in front of me um, because he has no clue what to do. He's like 70 and he's got nothing, nothing, nothing to do, nothing to help him. I get over there one day with just, you know, unannounced, I showed up. And the guy is on his back under the mobile home, ripping out insulation. And I, I told Randy, get the hell out of there. You know, this the guy's old. He he doesn't have, you know, the mental, he's not in the mental state to, the mental and physical state to go and, you know, provide himself this work. I told him I'd have my crew over there tomorrow to do it. Sure. Um, th- this was yesterday. After I saw more and more of Randy, you know, Randy really needs help. Randy has a boat. I'm taking the boat from him today and I'm detail. I'm giving him a free detail. I'm doing everything for free on the boat to get the boat in the best shape possible. Just sure. the boat all through the storm and we're selling it for him to put some more money in his pocket. It's, it's a hurricane. It's not going to, it's a hurricane boat. It's not going to yeah. do much for him. It's such a, it's a low quality boat. If you don't understand what I'm saying. Um, so it's not going to do much for him. So I, I really think this is just one out of the, the dozens and dozens of people I've met um, that really, really need help. And, you know, what I plan to do is if the GoFundMe goes as planned, is I plan to take this money and separate it to multiple people that I know that I have met um, in the past week since the storm has hit and just help in as many ways as possible. to get. So it's, to really, so it's going to be multiple people that, uh, that this is going to go to. But, you know, that's awesome. Um, my, tell, my main focus right now is Randy. Um, right. Again, the guy... I feel for the guy, you know, yesterday he repeated himself over and over. God sent, God sent you to me. God sent you to me. Um, there's no doubt about it. And the, I'm trying to do as much as I possibly can, but you know, people have to understand I have business to run. I have people to pay and I have to support myself at the same time. Sure. Um, so there's only so much sure. I can personally do for this guy until I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm losing too much right now. Um, that link, uh, everybody is down in the description box. If you see the little stroller across the bottom, um, so y'all can go there to donate. Uh, you mentioned having some videos and pictures. You want to go ahead and show those? It is, uh, you know, we also do audio as well, so we'll kind of talk about them um, as you're going through them. Um, but I know that I knew you would add the shots you sent me, wow. the little clips that you sent me were just, it was incredible. All right, can you guys see my screen? Yep. Yes. Uh-huh. I'll just give you guys a brief, you know, explanation of every single photo that I have. Um, very, very brief because there's a lot of photos. Um, this is at a neighborhood that's actually on the water. This is one of the you know, most high-end neighborhoods in Southwest Florida on the water. Um, just again, flooding like crazy. And this is the day after the storm, um, as soon as I got on the road. This is around, I think, seven o'clock in the morning. Um, again, oh this goodness. is right across the street from my house. Um, here, let me wow. cut the audio just because I don't want the extra sound. But this is right across the street from my house. Um, and again, all of these homes experienced a great, great load of flooding. Mm-hmm. This is a, a, I took a friend to Fort Myers Beach and it's funny oh, because without me knowing, she she filmed me the entire time and then she posted a TikTok. And I, I'm not a huge TikToker, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know how to use it. The, the post didn't do too bad, but um, you know, this photo she took of me and it's it's a crazy photo just because what is behind me was Times Square of Fort Myers Beach and it's just completely wow. flat. There's nothing left to it. That's incredible. Holy cow. This That's is inside a, a bar on Fort Myers Beach. I, I thought it was funny because out of everything that happened, a chip 
a chip bucket lift. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> These storms are so unpredictable, and some of the wow. little things that you'll see, um, you know, walking through the devastation, it won't make sense. Um, you know, I, I saw a yacht yesterday sitting in the mangroves about a quarter of a mile inland, and the, the salt and pepper shaker were still sitting straight up on, in his kitchen, and half the boat is missing. So it's wow. like little things like that just blows people's minds. But sure. um, this this is a client of mine that I've had contracted for just about a year and a half now. Um, you know, this this was a boat that I took a lot of pride in because again, it was it was my baby. If mm -hmm. that makes sense. Sure. Um, just completely, you know, gone. Um, wow. And this is a common trend wow. with most of the vessels on Fort Myers Beach. Mm. Man, I say this Viking right here, um, I, the captain actually pulled it out of the marina and we detail it next week. So I'm glad that that's going on. Yeah. So one completely trashed the one right next to it. Didn't yeah. really take damage. That's um, there, there's a lot of damage, but we're going to do as much as we possibly can sure. to get back up and run perfectly fine. But um, this is downtown Fort Myers. Um, this was at um, Pinterest Marina, downtown Fort Myers. This was the first day I made it out there, which was about two days after the storm. And... Um, the entire dock's gone. Every boat that exists in in downtown Fort Myers, I think I counted maybe two dozen boats out of probably close to a thousand boats that are down there that lived. Um, wow. Most of them are on land and they're just everywhere destroyed. There's some more photos right here of this Meridian. This Meridian we actually had under contract. We were supposed to service this week as I speak. Um, the boat was just purchased, and um, obviously that's not our plan anymore because it's severed into two. You can see wow. the, the hull right above the rail that's, right there. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Jeez. This takes it back down to Fort Myers Beach. This is just a little um, more footage of what our bars look like down uh, Fort Myers Beach. That's incredible. Man, I mean, that's just absolute destruction. It so is, man. I'd say you really have no idea how bad it is until you start to see pictures. And, and you know, you don't get the skewed version of the media. This is just you walking around, uh, you or your friend walking around taking pictures and, and, and with no agenda except for just to show the mess. Yeah. Um, you know, this this photo right here, I'll never forget this day because it was the day after the storm. Um, I go on the Fort Myers Beach. I, I start walking the Moss Marine. And I have a video of Moss Marine that you guys will see um, in a little bit here. But this photo was huge because, you know, walking to Moss Marine, I was taking video everywhere I could possibly take video. And I, I peeked into the store and I took as much video as possible. And the owner of the store was standing there protecting it from looting. And there's still a lot of valuables in every single one of these stores. And there's people everywhere sure. stealing stuff. I sat in the store for two and a half hours with this guy boarding up the entire store, if you can see right here. Um, we were just stacking everything we can find. And then we dug through the, all the mud right here um, just to find as much as possible that he can salvage and sell um, later on because he lost everything in this establishment. So I spent, again, two and a half hours at the store. And I'll never forget the guy. His name is John. Um, he gave me, you know, he gave me some things to take home with me out of his store for free, obviously. Um, but I'll never forget that day because the guy was just miserable and I made a huge difference to his day. And that, that, that really, you know, changed my whole perspective on this entire situation. Man, that is insane. Um, yeah. I, and I, you know, it's, it's a bad situation. Uh -oh. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. Good. Can you hear me? Okay. He's got, okay. Uh, um, so, you know, listen, I, I, man, this is, it's devastating. For Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead, Ron. Oh, no, I was. I, okay, yeah, so it I must know. be a delay. Anyways, a total devastation. Definitely. Yeah, so definitely a lot of damage and, and all. And, you know, like we talked about, you know, it's got to, as bad as this thing is, you know, you got to pick up and move on. And that's everybody's mindset. We've had to do similar stuff, not to this level. And I don't ever want anybody to think that we're relating any of our, you know, uh, issues and things that have happened to us to relating to this because we can't, we can't, um, understand what y'all, what you guys are going through. All we can do is try and, and help. But, um, you know, I do want to talk a little bit, you know, I, I want to talk about business with you a little bit. I think that, you know, you're, you're wise beyond your years in business. And I think, you, you know, you gave a lot of credit to your, your parents and their entrepreneurial, 
mindset. But, you know, I, I want to kind of roll back just a little bit. We, you know, we have a little time left into your business itself. And, you know, like how do people take you as being a young business owner or how they took me? And it was a fight. I um, without this beard, I look really young <laughs> and uh, and I always looked young and. You know, and so I was always kind of had a point to prove, like, you know, um, that uh, that I knew something or that I was there with, you know, that wasn't just I wasn't just there to fill a room, but I actually had information and, and provided value. Did, do you have to fight those same battles being a young business owner? So just to kind of give you, a, again, a little brief on my backing, because I think I've heard I've heard dozens and dozens of people say, you know, you would make people millions if you just want the sales for them um i just i don't want to work for anyone i'll, I'll make sales for myself um I, I i think the way that i present myself and the way that i talk to people and feel so comfortable doing so uh makes a huge difference on my approach to business sure. um you know and this goes back to a little bit of you know my dad um you know my dad started a christmas tree tent down in fort myers when he was i believe he was 19 or 20 and I've been doing sales at that tent for Christmas trees um, for, you know, since I was maybe 12. Um, mm -hmm. And that really opened me up to being comfortable talking to other people. And confident, and, yeah. Exactly. So, and the other thing was, is I learned how to become knowledgeable about what you're selling at that point in my life, because I couldn't sell the product that I had without knowing exactly what I was selling. So I, I, I took that when I got into detailing, and I became myself, I, taught myself how to become as knowledgeable as possible getting into that industry. Sure. Hey, can you guys give me just a second? Um, I, I need to tell my employees one, one thing really quick. Go ahead. Why are you doing that, Dustin? You're going down to ITO facility. How far you made it? Uh, wait, I think we're about, I don't, I really don't know <laughs> what we've been on the road an hour. So probably getting a little bit closer to Montgomery. So we got the most of the trip ahead of us. Um, we're looking forward to it. Look at, Nine yeah, hours. About nine. Yeah, uh -huh. which uh, Mike, um, Mike travels from where's he? Where's he out of? Mike Carlin, like uh, Illinois, not Illinois. What? Anyways, he's, he's got an eleven-hour Wisconsin. I think yeah. it's it's where they make cheese, the cheese curds. Yeah, that's, that's right, cheese curds, Wisconsin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so anyway, Wisconsin, sorry about that, guys. So, uh, yeah, he has an eleven-hour drive. Um, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, so we're both, we both travel in quite a bit. Yeah. That's cool. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Caden. No, oh, I, I, I apologize for, um, for having to take a break there, but, um, you know, go ahead, uh, whatever we're talking about, go ahead and uh, resume there so we can get into, I know I, you yeah. sent me some of the questions. I want to get to some of the, they're very important. Absolutely. Yeah, so ahead, tell me about, yeah, I want to know about the uh, reach out from other cities. Is anybody else, you know, uh, kind of helped out or are you guys getting, um, outsiders come through and, and offering help yeah so um right before the storm i and i used a great i mean i i backed this company for everything i have um but i'm not sponsored by them which upsets me but we're getting there you have to take baby steps from starting so um you know i have a great product line here down in southwest florida and i'm fortunate enough to have the store right down the street from me and we we get all of our product every single product that we use from them um, it's a great company. They have great products that I stand by with my whole heart. Um, we must be talking about Stark because that's the, Stark. you know, for, yeah, of course. Stark, yeah, so, yeah. Stark is some oh, great yeah. stuff. Um, I, didn't start, I didn't start my business using them and I regretted it because it would have made quite a difference if I did. Um, but, you know, I've, I've developed a relationship with them over there and they're great people. Um, they started carrying a product called Xanago. Um, it's a mold and mildew prevention for your, your entire boat. You could spray it on the entire boat. You know, when it first hit the market, it was right after COVID and I refused to buy into it just because I didn't know enough about it to get in, involved in it. It was at the time it was very expensive for me to get involved with it. You know, the unit was another 120 bucks and then your, your gallons were, you know, hundreds of dollars as well. So it wasn't something that I was really looking at at the time. Um, so as soon as I actually got on to Detail Bookie with my company and using you guys for my software, um, I had did the same exact thing with Xanago. Xanago had a great product, and I knew that off the beginning. I just, again, wasn't comfortable to make that decision right off the bat to go and get into them. Sure. I ordered the product. Um, they were about to send me all the marketing for Boat Show um, for their product line, 
And again, we're working with Stark on all of this because I purchased all the products from Stark. Again, check out Stark. It's, it's great stuff. Um, I, I got on the phone with, believe it or not, his name's Ryan, um, with with um, Xanago. And they sent me, you know, some free products, a free, you know, another dispenser to help, you know, with what we're doing and help the people down here. Um, if we actually go back to my screen, let's see if I'm still on here. So right here is me actually applying um, Xanago to an apartment that we did for an elderly lady that just could not do it herself. Um, so yeah. it's again, it's a mold and mildew prevention that you know we put on absolutely anything and everything that had water on it from the storm. Um, yeah, I, I actually met the guy that uh, that I think it maybe is the one that came out with that at a um, a training down at Marine Detail Supply. Drake had put on it. I think it was one that Drake had done. And that, and and those guys were uh, demoing the product. It looked like great stuff. I knew that gun looked familiar when I saw that picture. I, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, it, it's it's great stuff, and it's a great company. The fact that, and it's just it's just a little the little thought that really makes a big difference for you know me wanting to speak about that company because mm-hmm. it's like you guys going and sponsoring my company. You know, a lot of companies wouldn't just go and do that. A lot of companies mm-hmm. were, wouldn't. So the fact that, you know, Xanago actually sent me their products for free so I can go and help even more people because now I have sure. two of their and more of their uh, their product. The fact they sent that to me really, really showed me a lot That's in a lot. the leadership behind the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. yes, we have used every single ounce of what they've sent. And um, I honestly need more. So I'll be driving <laughs> there later today. Um, but they're great people. So, yes, to answer your question, there has been a, there has been companies and you know you guys too you guys just this let alone um you and xanago you guys have done a great job you know helping down here it makes a difference it seriously does i do gotta say something real quick dustin whenever i called him the day of i was just calling to check on him right he answers the phone like this all right listen i know we had a meeting scheduled but i don't think i'm gonna be able to work on it i was like dude you're really talking about software right now like i have Right, I, I do not care about software right now, dude. I'm calling you, you just to check, check it. <laughs> yeah, he was worried that we might his trial might run out before he finished. I was like, Ryan, I need some, I need some free minutes on the phone with you, more. I, I got to put it on hold. You got to talk to Dustin and see if that's gonna work. It was, it was funny, and then you know he had no hesitation in telling me, you know, we'll put you on hold as soon as you're ready to jump back at it. We'll be at it, and um, that honestly, that took a lot of relief off me knowing that. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and I have to mention, you mentioned us helping out, but uh, there's something else that I want to talk about, um, if you guys can hear me. So um, there's another initiative going on that's really strong right now. Nathan Warren and Tony Hanna have are, are, are put this thing together, and we've joined in from uh, our end in our area. We help take donations. But these guys are working their tails off. I, I don't want our efforts to be misconstrued with theirs. They have really uh, – reached out and done a lot and we're just happy to contribute yeah. a little bit to it um but but these guys are, are working their tails off to help send things down send supplies down they've raised a lot of money from detailers so uh definitely want to give these guys a shout out too um so you know i know you have the gofundme link but definitely detailers for hope is another initiative that's great to help supply funds that are needed people that have been displaced and that are dealing with issues down there yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I, I've seen that one go too. Um, you know, there, and this is the hardest part for me. And I, I've talked to so many people out of state that want to help. Um, you know, if you're not willing to get in a car and bring supplies down here, um, then you know, don't send money to a, a huge organization. Send it to your small ones that are going to make the difference for right. the, the individual right. that really, really need it. Um, you know, donating to FEMA, donating to any any large corporate company. Save, save the time and give it to someone that you know has a private you know fundraiser going on that, that can really use the money because all it's doing is funding for, for the people that are losing because of insurance. I mean, insurance is ridiculous. The insurance companies are going to you know go wild here. I, I'd be surprised to see what's left here for insurance after right. or the next year of going through this. Be a lot more expensive, that's for sure. Yeah. Now I know um, we're we're starting to get kind of low on time, so we do got to kind of get this wrapping up. Um, we really do appreciate you coming on. Uh, you so you haven't been to any of the trade shows, really, right? 
Um, we got trade shows coming up. So are you going to be going to any of them? I know I mentioned the one in Orlando to you uh, coming up in February. So me personally, I just I don't I don't see a reason to go to both shows out of our serviced areas unless we're providing services in that area. Obviously, yes, I have a name, I have a logo, I have a company that's successful, but you know, why would I be going to an area that we don't service and market to people that we can't service? No, I um, mean like uh, like a detailer trade. Okay, detailer. So, okay. A co- yeah, yeah, like no, conference. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't hesitate to go to any. Obviously, um, I, I would I would go in a heartbeat. The, the right opportunity just hasn't come to me in order to go and take part in a show like sure. that. Um, obviously, yes, there's every want of me to do it. I've heard, I've, I have friends that go, I have business buddies that have gone, um, again, but with this right now, yeah, I have a lot to focus on in order to sure. even get myself out of town. Well, we'll be, um, down in yeah. Orlando. So that's not too terribly far from here, is it? Uh, no. What, what were the dates of that? Uh, it's, I believe late January, early February, if I'm not mistaken. I'll, I'll definitely yeah, take a look at that. You can also text me the information of that because I, I would, I would definitely take part into that. Um, I'd love to also bring up uh, a few employees of mine too. I, I'm sure they would love to get yeah. away yeah. in a few days. It's a lot of fun. Would. And, and yeah, to meet and be able to, uh, you know, meet a lot of the suppliers, meet a lot of detailers that are in, also in the industry and, you know, talk to people that are fighting the same problems that you guys are fighting as far as detail related. Um, it's really cool. There's a ton of good trainings there. Um, my buddy, Joel Palm always does a good class. We'll have a couple classes there. Um, you got, um, Jason Rose always does good classes. I mean, like there's, this is like the elite of the elite, you know. All your products, all your suppliers. Yeah, so, um, really yeah, and I'll tell you, it's been great. I can't wait. You know, me and you got a phone call uh, to jump on. I'd like to uh, I'd like to continue talking a little business with you. I know that we missed that last one, um, but definitely want to jump on sometime and, and, and uh, you know, get caught up speed. Yeah, no, for sure. Again, I mean, the Sunday that we were supposed to speak was the Sunday prior to the storm. Right. And yes, I, I was in go mode. I was in go mode. Um, you know, I, I raced sure. down here. I did as many, I did as much as I possibly could for the clientele that I built. Um, you know, what I, I, I have failed to mention is, you know, we had just about 400 clients prior to the storm. Um, within a year and nine months in the business, 400 clients made me extremely happy. Um, it made me feel like well, we're getting somewhere, we're, we're doing something. Um, right. You know, after the storm, I think we have lost close to 65% of our clientele, um, which wow. is tough, but, you know, we're going to pick up, we're going to rebuild and we're not stopping. Um, we won't go off of full time. We will be full time. And, you know, if I have to chase after the business or, you know, if I have to, you know, send my crew to Miami um, to open up a shop there, I won't hesitate to do that. Yeah, you do what you got to do, man. And anything that we can do to help, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. We're here for you. Um, you just let us know, man. We're, we're happy to look, you're doing big things. We appreciate you jumping on today. Hey, we don't have more time. I feel like we could talk for hours, but we're going to have to yeah, finish. I'm sure, I'm sure we could. I'm sure. Hey, we I'll can. send you Dustin's, uh, his meetings link. You can now schedule a call with Dustin Jackson. Y'all got to call me to get it. I'll shoot it over to you. No, uh, we should, uh, we should definitely jump on another podcast, um, you know, within the next two months, uh, just to kind of get an update on the status down here, because I think it'd be really cool to, especially you guys' platform, you guys' followers, I'm sure there's there's plenty um, that will question exactly, yeah. you know, what would it like down there right now? Um, so I would love to you know, do a follow-up after this to kind of just give you guys viewers and, you know, I, I'm sure I'm going to send a lot of people your, your way to watch this, um, you know, kind of give them an idea of where I'm at too. Send awesome. a lot of people hey. highway for software. That would be awesome too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate it. Good talk. Good talking to you, buddy. Be safe down there. Hollers if you need anything. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Take it easy, buddy. Awesome. Good stuff, man. It is good stuff, man. I could talk to that guy for hours. And uh, you know, it's it's cool to see somebody with such uh motivation. And, you know, we really didn't get to dig deep into the business side of things. I, I you know, obviously with what's going on. Um that needed to be talked about, but I really would like to talk to him about business and, and, you know, you can, you can feel the, the drive that he carries in the spirit that he has. And, uh, are you saying uh, that's a young Dustin Jackson there? He, did you see a little bit of young Dustin Jackson in him? And that's what I, I saw thought, a little man. bit of young Dustin Jackson there. When I talked to him, I was Look, like, oh, uh, man. 
it was so funny. He made the comment, like, I don't want to work for, I didn't want to work for anybody. And, you know, I, I had, I remember a, a, um, a military, like, uh, what do they do when they try to draft you or they try to get you to join? Um, yeah, anyway, so when I was in high school, they were rec- a recruiter and yeah. they, they call me up and they're like, Hey, we think you'd be a great fit. And I said, I don't think so. I like to be in charge too much for, for the military <laughs> unless I could just come in and run the show. I don't think you guys want me. Yeah. I wanted to ask you if that was yeah, something that, that resonated with you. You don't yeah, seem like you know, the person it, it, that, it, it, that would ha- do well with a boss. I don't know. Something about it. Just that you don't seem like you'd yeah, be easily managed. <laughs> I, I call it restricted. You know, it's not yeah. managed. It restricts. And, and so, you know, I don't know of a manager that would want, you know, uh, they're, uh, you know, running six different companies. Uh, so, you know, whatever. So like, um, I, but so, I enjoyed so- it. I was going to say, so whenever he said, like, you know, no more detailing right now, let's go gut houses, did that sound like a Dustin Jackson move, right? I mean, it's like, this is, it's not here. we got to keep the guys working. When he said full-time, you know, i got to have my guys are full-time, you know, you're, you've got the exact matter. same drive passion. You're like, you're not going to let your folks go without, you know, your employees. And and so, like, it's like, man, that's awesome. That, do that's, what you got to do. Yeah, guy, man. You do what you yeah, yeah, as you do what you have to do, and that's, I mean, whether it's adversity, whether it's just slowing business, you just figure it out, and sometimes it's not easy, man. Sometimes you're scratching your head going, why me, and, and questioning, you know, everything, but, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to do what you got to do, so. Well, man, we're going to bring this podcast back to life here. We kind of, you know, Peter died here towards the end, but look, we got ourselves a hacker hat coming up. What time is it? Hacker right. or hack. All right. Am I still muted? I'm muted. Can you hear me? Am I muted? I can't see the video. I can't. There it is. All right. So we've got, I know what that is. Okay. So what is that? That's oh, interior cleaner. Ah. It looks like he is about to, um, I uh, know what, it, what, yeah, what am I looking at there? Interior cleaner. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you okay. hear me? Um, so it looks like the video's a little, yeah, the video's a bit delayed, but it looks like uh, they had an interior cleaner, and they are now going to use it on the outside of the vehicle to possibly get off bugs, such as. Like, I think that's a magic eraser. Me? Am I right? Is that no, a magic it's or- absolutely not a magic eraser. No, can you hear me? It's not a magic eraser. Uh, all right, all right. Just say so. It looks pretty much like a magic eraser to me. So interior cleaner works well for bugs? Is that what we're doing? Right. Yes. Can you hear me, Ryan? I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, there must be a huge delay. Okay. So, yeah, you were saying Magic Eraser, and I was cringing when you were saying that. You totally brought out your lack of detailing uh, knowledge. Like, you just laid it on a platter for every detailer to just eat up right there. So what were they doing? You see the Ma- bottom screen? A magic, a magic eraser. I know what they did. A magic eraser. Well, I want to tell you why. Magic yeah. eraser would would scratch. It they cleaned yeah. with an abrasion and they would scratch the clear coat really bad. What they were using was an interior cleaner, which is like a cloth, and it's a webbed cloth, and you can use it for the the outside to um to to, to scrape the bugs in a sense, give a little bit more. Uh, than a microfiber to of, of grab to pull the bug off the paint. They said it was a leather applicator or something. Is what that the bottom thing mm-hmm. said? Using leather, the leather, leather cleaning, cleaning pad. pad. <laughs> All right. Look, so cleaning. so as it as if hacker hack wasn't hard enough. Put a delay in there. Put a frozen video in there. Yeah. And uh, put you know put Ryan screaming magic eraser and. Uh, <laughs> it just, yeah, I, I, I knew that. Uh, so, I was just trying to see if you, you did. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I mean, I guess we have to run it to the, I, I guess we have to run it to ground here. Um, if, if you are stuck out in the middle of the woods, I, all you have is the front, the front of your car, yeah, yeah. some bugs on the front of your car, uh, a leather cleaning pad or an interior cleaning scrub pad, okay. and some soapy water. Uh, you can go ahead and clean them bugs off that bumper. 
I this think this hack, hack is confirmed. confirmed. Yeah. This hack is confirmed. <laughs> Are you guys going to be doing a hacker hack at an IGL facility by chance? A hacker? You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they, these guys keep thinking. coming up with something new every time I see them. So. I know, man. I'm excited, man. Well, you go have I'm a blast. Yep. Have a good time. Uh, be safe. You guys be awesome. We're going to be at SEMA. That's right. IGL booth, West Hall. at booth 51195. Uh, yep. Make sure you check us out on all of our podcast platforms, you know, YouTube, Facebook, live stream. Um, happy Friday. Y'all have a wonderful day. You be safe, sir. All right, you too, buddy. Thank you. Y'all take it easy. Peace. <laughs>